Hello, and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Rocket League Podcast. My name is Wabbits, and I am your host. Joining me, as always, is the beautiful Combo. Oh, thank you. Hello. Hello, Hello. Combo. And not Flash, because he's not here. Um, He's taking a break. He abandoned us. You know what? This has been far too many times of Flash not showing up. It's his first time ever. He's being demoted to guest host. <laughs> we should. Do we have a running tally on who's missed how many episodes? Uh, oh, I'm sure somebody Cause, does. But because I, I was, I was only trying to think. Have I missed an episode? I'm actually wondering. I feel like you've missed. I feel one. like I have, but yeah. I don't remember. I definitely. So I definitely wasn't on the first one because I joined on the second. Mm-hmm. But yep. I, I don't know if I've missed an episode since. Some of our loyal viewers might be able to tell me. I don't know. Truthfully, I, I have literally no idea. I feel like there's been one time that me and Flash did a, did a dual show. I do also remember that. And I weirdly, uh, this weird personal story that I'm going to keep short, but I mm-hmm. uh, I got a speeding ticket to just over a year ago. Um, and I went to like court for it and everything and like got it like removed. It was a good time. Nice. Uh, and for some <laughs> reason, I remember, I remember me thinking missing I, I like i missed an episode because of that court hearing and i that may that may have really? been what it was um but i also feel like i would have planned that in advance with you guys that's why i got <laughs> like i wouldn't have just left that but i don't know um uh, but i do remember listening to the like uh, it was like a rob and kyle show but i don't know if it was a rob and kyle show or if it was a solo podcast afterwards oh, so that's why fair. i don't really remember <laughs> um but uh yeah um, interesting yeah uh, if anyone knows our actual tallies let us know Wabbits is by far the most but easily um <laughs> school is not nice for <laughs> for doing things in a podcast podcast um that is confirmed so yeah it's just a dual show this is the first time in combo ever doing it um i'm excited to see how this goes because getting to hear basically a combo rant for uh you know an hour um plus me interjecting wow. every so often as i say i was like what you're not gonna talk for the entire hour Are you kidding? <laughs> that's what uh what's it called that's what uh, mechanical mediocre is for for jared to never talk exactly I just won't stop uh, this is basically uh an extra episode of mechanically mediocre already and it, just replacing Jerry with me. It's perfect. As I say, we are also recording on the Mechanically Mediocre, like Zencaster. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's all coming together. You know, the only thing we're missing is a video. Everything's great. Oh, we could do a video. Want to start it? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's um, what we got there. Let's get right into it, I think. Um, so for some, well, I guess one announcement that I can think of Uh is that the Rob and Kyle show was, um, which is, if you don't know, our Patreon exclusive that gets, or Patreon exclusive podcast that gets uh, released every month uh, at some point during the month for February has been released. Um, it was pretty good. We just talked about random stuff. There was a bit of philosophy in there. Um, a Wabbit's quote has now been made um, for anyone in the Patreon who finds it. Have fun with that. It's a great quote. Um, <laughs> And yeah, I think that's where we got that. If you want to uh, listen to that, it's on our Patreon. You can hit us up at Patreon. I'm sure it's going to be linked in the description below. And speaking of the Patreon, oh, great. Um, Let's do the Patreons. Um, So in the Patreon welcome squad, we've got Elize, Big Sismi, Kissy, Mike, Mr. C, Mife, uh, Paint, Pawn, Princess Wildcat, Poor Judgment, Shorzy, Schmitzel Von Crumb, Tim Chu Barker, V15, and Vika. That's actually so many people. Why are you people. getting louder as you went through? You're I know, I was getting more, more excited as I saw more names. <laughs> um, in the re- replay go- combatties, we have Bongtaj, Bornich, Dag Eric, Cloud9, uh, Cloud9. <laughs> go wow. Blue Mason. Google Blue Blue. Disrespectful. Nobody has ever said Cloud9. <laughs> You can be an auctioneer. That was pretty clean. <laughs> Googly Woogly Woo and King Knight. And then in the one hour combat crew, we have Sods and Yeet Sicken Missile. And then in the t- two hour combat crew, we have Relentless, who is a new addition, Cursor, uh, Kitty, and Yo Boy Hunty. Uh, you may have noticed that Arak did not show up. He has. Uh, a special shout out because I don't know if he's actually in the Patreon right now. He's disappeared um, <laughs> and Flash is not on for us to check. So it's perfect. And he gets a special. You're so transparent, man. I can't believe it. <laughs> um, this is the, the ASAP podcast. It's just transparency TM. <laughs> All right. We're always transparent. Um, and we always roast each other when we're not around. 
It's true. You know what? It is true. Uh, rarely do either of you roast me to my face, but I'm sure I, I'm sure there's stuff in the background. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent, man. That Rob and Kyle show filled with combo hate. That's just all it was. Literally. So like Kitty asked me today, he's like, do you, do you listen to the ones you're not in? And I was like, I don't even listen to the ones I am in, man. I was, you know, I was like, but truthfully, like I live where I work, so I don't have a, uh, I don't have a commute anymore. And that's yep. generally where I listen to podcasts. So like I, I tend to not have a purpose of listening to podcasts, unfortunately. Yep. So I sometimes you literally try. could be like talking ill on my mother and I would never know uh, because I'm probably not listening. Me listening to podcasts is like sometimes during my workout when I don't want to listen to music and that's not super often, which is sad, mm-hmm. but yep. Um, I get it because <laughs> I'm also very close to school. We get on announcements and Patreon. If you want to join Patreon, uh, like I said, link in the description, there's a whole bunch of stuff um, and it will possibly be changing in the future. So <laughs> spoiler, a little bit of a spoiler, a little bit of a hint. Things are happening. Uh, we got a whole bunch of ideas brewing um, and this isn't the flash ideas. Like mm. flash has this what, so like, a, many like a nude calendar. Oh, you know, that's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> a nice fireman calendar and calendar of all of us. <laughs> of the ASAP crew, which includes like all three of us. And then Jared and Dave, the five people. Oh my God, that'd be great. And possibly, yeah, I'm not going to say that extra spoiler yet. That may happen. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go into our week in Rocket League. How was your week? You do anything? Wow, we dive right into me, all right? Um, oh, yeah, straight into you. It's on the on the list. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Um, what did I even do this week, man? Right, that's what uh, I've been I play, <laughs> Honestly, I, so it's funny. I feel like, I, I I think, I wouldn't be surprised if it's almost on a perfect, like, six to seven week schedule where I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I didn't really play Rocket League because I put my, all my time into X game or into this mm-hmm. game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was that's what happened this week. So uh, I'm going to quickly tell a story about a different game, um, <gasps> but I'm going to relate it back to Rocket League because I'm, I'm a good host. <laughs> Um, so I have VR for those who don't know, um, I, I do love VR. Uh, it's a really, it, I, I was so worried about buying it cause I thought it was gonna be super gimmicky, right. Of like mm-hmm. the, it felt like two screens in your face when it really, in my opinion, doesn't like some people will still complain, but I just think those people are wrong. Um, <laughs> but everyone's got their uh, own experience. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I, I, I love it. It's always really nice to like escape and like people who watch my streams will often see me play games in VR. I don't stream anymore, please. Uh, I feel so bad. I keep getting messages because I guess I brought it up on a podcast recently. People are like, are you streaming? I was like, I'm not streaming. Um, That's so sad. But uh, <laughs> I know. I feel really bad. Um, but anyways, the so like one of my favorites to do after like a really bad day at work is literally I'll come home. I'll sit in my really nice gaming chair and I will literally fish in VR. And like it's really oh, relaxing. Yes. And it's a lot of fun. I uh, remember, yeah, you, you you came to a lot of those streams, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and so, anyways, so that that's a big one. But recently, I've been playing Blade and Sorcery. Have you ever heard of that, Wabbit? That actually sounds really familiar, but no. Um, so this. it's arguably the most realistic, like medieval fighting game in VR right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like it's it's quite gory. It has like dismembering, like like the works. Like it's uh, it's quite fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't I like I enjoyed it, but it, there's no depth to the game. Like it's just uh, like there's like three maps, and you can just spawn waves of of enemies, and that's it. That's kind of all you do. Fair. But there's like some magic and you can go slow-mo and all this kind of other stuff. Anyways, I found it fun when I wanted to take a break from Rocket League because I could just do really cool things in VR and like that obviously I'm not going to do it. Like I'm not going to kill people in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it was really fun. What brought it all the way home for me is my, most of my good friends and even acquaintances and people who have probably even heard of me know that I'm a massive Star Wars fan. Yep. Um, and... Uh, about a year ago with Blade and Sorcery, I downloaded uh, a rim, uh, a rim, geez, a mod called the Outer Rim, which is it adds a bunch of lightsabers and stuff like that to the game. And it was a lot of fun. I think really, I really cool. Playing this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and anyways, I it only occurred to me like last week that I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, I downloaded this mod and still play it often like a year ago. And I never even remotely considered that the modding community has properly exploded since when this was like the first Ooh. big mod that came out. Mm-hmm. So it went on and as of like maybe eight days ago i had one mod as of last night i have 49 mods wow um, and yeah so i literally like last night like literally for fun uh, and uh, this is where it's gonna really back to rocket league but just for fun after like some like sweaty rocket league games i was like i'm gonna go raid an imperial ship and i literally went through an entire like imperial star destroyer with a oh. lightsaber um fighting stormtroopers like deflecting like uh, blaster bolts uh, like doing the works fighting a sith at the end like it was it was awesome like it was a really really fun experience and i'm just alone in my apartment swinging my arms around um <laughs> but it was really cool it was really relaxing why this relates to rocket league uh 
this when I first got to that Star Wars mod about a year ago. It's when I was still playing CRL and I, I was really sweaty in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I found that I, I was always looking for a game, and I've talked about this before in the podcast. I was always looking for a game that can keep me interested mm-hmm. like Rocket League, but doesn't make me stress like Rocket League. Yes. And that was always a big worry for me. And so what was really nice with a game like Blade and Sorcery, for instance, is I'm playing by myself against AI that is rather trash. So I like <laughs> never die. Like you feel like a god. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just get to have fun. And like there's nothing nothing more. I'll throw it in slow motion and I'll like fight off five enemies all at once. Like kicking one, punching the other, like pulling out my sword on my back, like all this cool stuff. And I, you just feel amazing where like on a bad day in Rocket League, I, I've never felt more small um than like on some days in rocket league where i'm like very very competitive and like mm-hmm. if i go out in the first round in a tournament or like something like that so yeah, yeah. um that was a really really nice break for me and uh and the playing yesterday and recently has really kind of brought me back to that where i have been playing a little bit of more competitive rocket league to help uh, I, I was getting a couple buddies up to like helping them get to gc and playing mm-hmm. in that area and and so it's been sweaty and so it was really nice to like just take a break and be god mode in a in like a fighting simulator and so then where this kind of final loop brings her back is i that's always going to be my challenge to people who are in especially in the c2 to c3 grind Mm -hmm. is you you just got to be careful of your mental health with 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 these kind of games because the the grind is just unruly right Mm -hmm. it is it is so debilitating to the, the game the way the ranks work in this game is so debilitating because you will go from bronze to gold in like 50 to 60 hours maybe right like nothing mm-hmm. nothing too much you'll go from gold to platinum and maybe up like a maybe a, a hundred hours uh, extra on top of that right something yep. along those lines you go from platinum to diamond in like three to five hundred hours for a lot of people right mm-hmm. um and then to get up to champ is you throw in another like 400 hours on top of that right just to get yep. to champ by this point you if you are anywhere decent at math you'll you'll know we're already well over a thousand hours and that's where a lot of people are and mm-hmm. unfortunately when i even when i and i'm doing i'm like further uh delineating this right now of and saying that when if i if these are the numbers i'm giving and you're under these numbers and you're in champ and you're under a thousand hours or whatever that may be like are you above the the average time 100 like like how many hours do you have Wabbits? i think i have 800 you got uh, oh, it right so yep 900 there you go so you're right around that thousand hour mark you're you're steady c3 like Mm -hmm. like the thousands tend to be pretty standard for people and so unfortunately and why i say this the rank system is so debilitating for people is that if it it, in kind of twofold one it just gets exponentially longer every Mm -hmm. single time you rank up which is horrible right because you're always comparing to how it was right like even now like i've been gc for a long time and i still (laughs) compare to how this game was right and how i was and and everything that was before and it, it still tilts me to this day when i have literally no reason to tilt because i don't really have much to grind for anymore because i obviously people know by now i'm not trying to grind any higher Mm -hmm. and so when i look at that and i think about where someone who is maybe in the c2 to c3 range or even someone in like the d2 to d2 uh, d2 to d3 range it's that wall that you hit is so challenging uh not only to your skills but to your mindset and your mental health mm-hmm. that it's so important to learn what's going to help you right and and, and yeah. really focus on that and like that was kind of my big takeaways even this week like i said like i'm really not even on like a grind but just knowing that i can step away from the game play a game or something that makes me feel good there's no stress associated there's no mm-hmm. worries there's no nothing is like the most satisfactory thing like satisfying satisfactory satisfactory just means but satisfactory i hate it because the school system makes you think satisfactory means bad right like oh you were satisfactory as like a c you know what i mean so i always like i struggle with the word i'm like uh right um but uh it's still it was a phenomenal yeah like that could work too um phenomenal experience right and (laughs) it's really really nice to take that break so i I cannot share that advice enough (laughs) it's so important for me a big part was and i just given this advice to a couple people who i was chatting with um a big one for me before like vr and everything was actually indie games like so i would download like an indie platformer or something um because it it has enough challenge more often than not that i I, i'm engaged right like it doesn't just feel like i'm like casually throw flowing through a game Mm -hmm. but it's not like i'm not like blaming a teammate or i'm not like blaming the game or i'm not getting mad at myself because like i could have just like i could have went up a rank or little (laughs) things like that which is nice so um like i I guess i don't every person is different that's why i give that example like i'm a puzzle guy so if i if i am frustrated with the puzzle i never leave mad i leave like oh i'm gonna get it next time like that's always been my mentality not everyone's like that i know some people hate (laughs) puzzles with all their being um but that's why like an indie game works for me so i I, in this long rant 
please look for things that you can take a break. Uh, and that, that goes for absolutely everybody playing this game, regardless 100%. of where rank you're at. Um, because it is so, so difficult to stay on this grind and just this mm-hmm. grind. And the game will be cut. And I, like, take it from someone with about 3,000 hours. Like, like the game will start to feel like work. It yeah. really, really will start to feel like work. And that's not a good place to be in. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I will say. So that was my week. That actually is amazing. But, <laughs> like, an amazing rant. I love that um but if you're like just having fun with the game completely like go all in and have fun with it mm-hmm. um like if you're mm-hmm. in the uh bronze to uh, probably low plat rank where you're just like having fun with it you have a couple hundred hours or if not even a hundred hours and you're just like really enjoying it have fun with it like that that's the game is a side thing and like don't try and right. uh, grind don't try and do all that like until you're you think you're ready to start grinding and be like mm-hmm. okay i want to actually take this game seriously and get better um you got it and only at that point should you really start to but even still like try to have fun with it um and then another thing i wanted to talk about was like you mentioned puzzles oh my god i actually talked about sudoku on the robin kyle show not to bring it up but like it was great i love sudoku it's my one of my favorite games um as kind of stupid as that sounds i probably have almost like 600 to a thousand hours i've i have no idea where if, where i fall in that range but it's a lot and it's great. I love it. Please talk to me about Sudoku if you ha- if you know anything about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's kind of the game that I use as a de-stressor where it's like if I'm just on the bus or doing something else, then I'll usually just play- be playing Sudoku on my phone because it's fun. And I don't get mad at it because it's like there are some stupid things in the game where it's like, why would anybody see this? And how could I have seen this? The one that gets me is when it's a 50-50 and the, the way to solve it is like pick one and then solve. And then if it doesn't work, pick the other and then solve, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is really annoying. And I hate it. Little rant on Sudoku. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, it's just really fun. Um, like really fun thing that I just don't, I can kind of do mindlessly. And it's just great to de-stress and not worry about mm-hmm. the game and not worry about grinding or getting better or anything. It's just like I naturally get better as I progress because that's how people work but it's, it has nothing to do with um, getting mad at people or like being angry at teammates because how could you miss the ball? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> or freaking playing ones because why would anybody want to play ones? Speaking of that, I played ones um, <laughs> in my week in Rocket League. Um, so uh, as many of you who have been here for a while know, I am roommates with the infamous Mike. And that is still happening. Um, and we're having, um, and Flash is actually coming down here this weekend um, just to, you know, hang out. So we're going to be having some fun, playing some games. And Rocket League is one of the games that we're going to be playing. So Mope uh, came to me and was like, hey, I need to practice this game so that I can beat Flash. <laughs> and he's like fairly decent. He's in the, in the plat ranges. Um, probably could be reaching up to Diamond if he actually put in time. But he hasn't played the game in like six months to a year or something. And the last time he played was, I think, on your stream in the show match. Yeah. <laughs> with Flash, where he narrowly got beaten out. And he's still really salty about that <laughs> because he feels that the only reason that he lost was because he wasn't warmed up at the beginning. <laughs> so he conceded like two really easy goals. And he's just thinking, like, wow, I, th- those were two free goals that I gave Flash. If I just was warmed up, then I would win. I would have won. <laughs> so was it best of one? Is that what we did? Or? I think it was. A, yeah, I think it was. <laughs> was it really? Man, I, yeah, in my head, I was like, oh, was it a best of three? But no, yeah, maybe it was a best of one. It might have been a best of three, but I thought it was a best of one because that was just really funny. Um, and he, yeah, he still talks about it. It's great. Um, he's still salty. So this will be the, um, what's what's the word? Not the, uh, the it's kind of like a salty sweet, but... That's a smash term. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, like that's a super smash brothers term, salty sweet, where it's just like you put down money or put down pride on the line being like this one V one is everything. We're going to have a set. We're going to go. Whoever wins it is better. <laughs> and it's because I'm mad at you that I'm challenging. <laughs> uh, right. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But like Mo came out to me earlier today and was like, Hey, I want to play practice ones with me. So that I can beat beat Flash. <laughs> so uh, just before the, we we started recording, um, I was playing some ones with with Mope, and I absolutely dusted him. Um, <laughs> I think both games were like the first one was like thirteen to 
three or four because he got two good kickoffs, which was actually really good. I complimented on them. Um, and the second game was 11 to two by the end of it. Um, yeah. Yep. So like, you know, kind of expected. I'm not going to lie. Um, not to toot my own horn or anything, but he hasn't played in six months and he's he needs to practice a lot to be good. Um, but this is just kind of a little bit of a segue into beginner's corner um, because I decided to ask him a literal beginner what it was that he, he thought going up against someone who's like objectively better than him and, you know, completely destroyed him, what he felt he was doing wrong and or he was unable to do. Um, and he felt that it was anything to do with being aggressive (laughs) in kind of a weird way. Um, So he wasn't able to be fast enough, which obviously comes down to recoveries and stuff like that. And we've talked about that like on end Um, being able to control your car and be fast and things like that. Uh, But the one that he uh, came down to was when you have the ball or when he had the ball, it just seemed like I would always take the ball. Um, or he would, um, not be fast enough to get to the ball or stuff like that. And I just wanted to talk about that being like, okay, so this really all comes down to challenging in ones and how you force the opponent into, um, into doing things that you want them to do so that you can take the ball and take ball possession and get boosts and do all the stuff that like will lead to goals and, uh, you know, ball possession is good. It, it leads to goals. <laughs> yeah. And this works for one view. Like if you end up being in a one view one scenario and threes or stuff like that and all that. So it's, it is useful for everything. And yeah, let's learn how to challenge what you got combo. <laughs> Cause I have my own stuff, but you want me to start with it? Yeah. Yeah. I've been on a little bit of a rant. <laughs> no, man, that's fine. That's that's what a two person podcast is. My guy, right? You're like, right. There's a, <laughs> but I got to pass it off. a conversation, right? And yeah, it's just, it's rant, your turn, rant, your yep. turn, rant, your turn. <laughs> um, yeah, no, challenge is really interesting. Uh, I, I finally, uh, just as a quick little sidebar, I, I'm getting so annoyed with YouTube because I think they think I'm a spam account when I'm uploading my uh, replay analyses because I do it all at the same time, right? I'll upload like all oh, yep. like 10 or so mm-hmm. with because couple extra ones that i'm doing on the side mm-hmm. uh, at the same time and um they'll it'll it'll upload but then won't publish then i'll look later and they delete the upload it's just it sucks oh. um mm-hmm. and so yeah it's, it's not not super enjoyable uh but anyways the so when i was uploading the most recent videos um mm-hmm. one i literally thought i almost got banned because i i had to like post on several separate days which was getting really annoying but anyways sure. what i was gonna say <laughs> was um one of the main things i was talking about was challenging and specifically challenging on shadow defense in general Perfect. Uh, <laughs> and and what that looks like and so uh, for me, something I've been really kind of falling into recently, and I, again, I'm so bad for trying to explain very visual things. So just go watch some of my more recent, uh, like episode 13, 12, and 11. I think I talked a little bit about when two or three of those mm-hmm. uh, on my YouTube channel. But um, the what I kind of call for like shadow defense in terms of challenging um, is the ability to challenge without actually doing anything. Right. It is what's really important. And so what I talk about in that sense is spacing and the spacing that I teach is when someone is, so let's say uh, I'm on defense, someone's coming down midfield um, with the ball in their hood. They're getting ready to make a play, whatever Mm -hmm. that may be. And I'm, uh, and I'm between my net and them. So I'm, I'm shadow defense. Mm -hmm. What I, my, I've basically, uh, two goals that are prioritized differently. Obviously, my one goal is to take the ball from them so that I can I can go. But if you just hurl yourself at them, that's where you see players getting beat all the time. So this is mm-hmm. why we're having this conversation of like, you don't just hurl your body at it. There's a, there's a little more art to yep. a good challenge. Um, so your second, so that would be your one big goal is to get the ball. If that's not immediately possible, your second big goal is to direct them to the corner so that they don't have a scoring opportunity, right? That that's mm-hmm. kind of that comes from most sports. It's it's about um, guiding them. You are the sheep herder, sending them off into the corner, either corner, whatever that may be, and working your way through there. And so what I kind of describe in the video is like a step method. So uh, what you'll be doing is if you picture, uh, like I said, guys coming to me on midfield, I'm between the ball and the net, and I'm trying to guide him to my left corner. 
corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm coming down, I'm going to be on his right side as to make him think he has space to my left, right? So that starts the pivot to the left as mm-hmm. I'm going. So always slightly off. Then I will, um, so that's me going back towards my left. And so imagine that's the down of a step if you picture a staircase. Yep. And then I'll go over to the left so that then I'm cutting off that angle between the ball and the net again. And so hopefully in that cut, I'm making him think that I'm challenging. Maybe he flicks early. Maybe he jumps and misses the ball. Maybe there's a panic. More at a, The higher you get to the less, this is going to be the case, obviously, as players mm-hmm. get better and better and better. Um, so once I do that first cut, I do the same thing to then guide him to the corner. I'm going to start going back to, uh, down, back towards my net. So that's the down step of the staircase, which makes him think that he has space to my left. And I'll keep doing that step over and over and over and over again, slowly pushing left, slowly back, slowly to the left, slowly back. Slowly, and, and then you're slowly going to push him over to the corner until, and this is where I, I'm going to finally get to a bit of actual challenging talk. You see the open opportunity for a good challenge, or you just drill him right into the corner, which is also perfect because you've taken away mm-hmm. some opportunity. When do you challenge? This is an often debated uh, topic in Rocket League, and I find a lot of players get very good at knowing when they're supposed to uh, challenge based on like a feeling almost. Like there almost isn't a science to it for a lot. Of, I don't know if you're the same Wabbits, but I would say for most of my career, I, mm-hmm. like, I, I think I'm quite good at challenging, but I never really knew why per se. Like I just kind of would challenge knowing, oh, this is the time, and, yeah. I would, and I'd get it. Um, and never really quite understood. I, I've uh, what I did, and this is about a year ago. I've really started watching my replays, and, and what I did is I would actually watch the replay to see what challenges I won and why. Um, and the two most common reasons I challenge, uh, and this is my two, like, this is your your be all end all rules for a good challenge in Rocket League, that are a little situational, but um, still are situational in the sense of that you need to make a decision based on the situation you're in. The yes. first is when you have a defender behind you. So if I'm playing the cutoff and I have a goalie behind you. Your single-handed job, and I know we started this on a ones discussion, so the, the, don't worry, I'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but your single-handed job, that's all you're, that you're meant to do, is to cut off the play, hit the ball away, or force them to flick over you and, and, and go over you. Your mm-hmm. only, only task is to make the, the offenseman make the first move. That's what's so important there, is that you are, if, if you picture that, uh, Wabbit, you and I are playing twos, you're in net, and you have a guy coming down towards you, we always want as a team that that the guy who's attacking to make that first move, take a flick, take a shot, try some type of ground dribble, because then he's shown his hand and then Wabbis mm-hmm. has a much easier save. That's very hard to do on defense, right? Because you need to you know you know a lot of patience, you need to have good positioning. There's a mm-hmm. lot to it. So by having that cutoff man, you're forcing it a, a little earlier and you're you're allowing your goalie to better read what's going on. And so my, my cardinal rule, and I say it all the time, even with the people I play with is that if you're cutting off or if you're attacking the midfield, you cannot get faked. That is the, the absolute worst thing you can do. Yeah. in the midfield is get faked because all you've done is just prolong the use of that first move. Cause it, mm-hmm. the whole point of a fake is that there is no move, right? So the, yeah. the, the attacker has now taken you out of the play and, ha- and continues with possession. Hasn't lost anything is completely fine at speed. So you literally can never get faked. So just be an ape and throw yourself at the ball. Like do not slow down at all like absolutely rush it and Mm -hmm. that's that's your one big first challenge in ones and then when when it's just a good one-on-one defense when do you challenge when do you shadow when do you go the the same thing applies so what you're trying to do is you should be close enough that you're going to force a first move so you're hoping like i was saying using the step method or whatever that may be that you're forcing that that offenseman to make a first move and then your challenge is literally just a challenge at an open ball which is perfect that's Mm -hmm. the ideal world (laughs) but when actually challenging and when you need to make a decision to challenge, it's normally in one of two situations. One is when you've run out of room and he's about to come onto your net. So let's say you're doing the step method and he just keeps coming right towards that. Isn't, isn't falling for anything. Isn't moving. My 10, my general strategy is when I go on the down step. So my, my, my hood of my car is facing my own goal as I'm driving back towards shadowing. I actually tend to go for a backflip challenge because it surprises the defend uh, the attacker as quick as I can, which works really well. Uh, and it tends to shut down those plays. Mm-hmm. And then on the opposite end, is if you're not getting them to make the first move what you want to look for is a too too big of a touch basically so the second that they if they're dribbling or if they it's basically the second that their shooting opportunity or flicking opportunity is gone so let's say it's on their hood and they drop the ball and it lands in front of them so now they're ground dribbling Mm -hmm. you know for a fact that they can't lift this ball over you anymore so all you got to do is take a low 50 so that's the instant time you should be challenging uh or if they let's say go for a little bounce dribble and you want to do it on immediately following whatever touch you deem necessary so as they get Mm -hmm. a little closer to you because that's when that big touch is coming gives you the most time to make a good challenge and you're taking away any first opportunities that you're seeing um which is a huge part so um yeah that's where i'm at in terms of challenging in terms of ones and twos or that area so i don't know if that's where you wanted me to go wabbits but curious what you think and what you're hearing yeah 
that's kind of exactly where um, I wanted to go, honestly, where um, with challenging it or with challenging ones, it really does come down to um, forcing the opponent, at least in my opinion, it comes down to forcing the opponent into doing something um, and giving up possession of the ball. Even if it's a touch that they can follow, then you force them to do something and then you can reset into a position where you can do something better. Um, so if they have a dribble going on and uh, you're um, in like kind of sideways across the, the field and they're coming down, you just move up to them, go for a fake challenge, cut down to the to shadow pos- or up until shadow position, then start shadowing and force them into um, to go past your net, like you said, with the step step uh, method. Uh, just so that like you're cutting off as many opportunities and possibilities as you can. And then uh, the actual challenge then is pretty much a guaranteed thing, because if you do this correctly, then they're either cut off or they shoot early and you have an easy save because with shadow, then uh, you should be able to get those shadow defense shots um, or shadow defense shave saves where um, you just, you know, double jump, hit it off your crossbar, hit it off into the corner. And mm-hmm. that'll just completely outplay them. Uh, and you should have ball possession and get into uh, or be able to get boost in some point, um, which then you're on attack and it's like it's perfect. <laughs> and then you can go for an outplay, you can go for whatever else and um, you're great. Uh, the thing that I really did want to say um, that you mentioned earlier was as the second man in a twos or three scenario, uh, your option or your entire goal is to not get faked. Um, that's something that I, I kind of laughed about in my, in my head too, because, um, that means that the entire purpose of the attacker is to fake the, the second man. hundred <laughs> percent. I, right. so literally like, if I, I encourage you to go watch any gameplay that like either that has been streamed or that's online of me playing, you will see, I actually very, very rarely take a flick or a large touch in the mid- midfield. I almost exclusively go for fakes mm-hmm. because if I can fake, I have now kept possession. Cause I'm, I like, as most people know, I started as a twos main. So mm-hmm. in my head, if I get a good fake in the neutral zone, I've completely removed any opportunity that this isn't a one-on-one anymore, right? Mm-hmm. This is com- as through and through a one-on-one as I can get. And then as soon as I, fake that ball is right back on my hood so that i can initiate whatever play i want to because then i could i could still fake off my hood right i could hit the bricks Mm -hmm. quick and drop it under after a challenge i could get a really nice 45 flick those are my favorites in ones i can get a right i can do a little like drop off the hood and get a good hook shot i can start a bounce dribble like i get a million more options Mm -hmm. whereas if that player if that defender challenged me and didn't get faked and and i knew i wasn't going to be able to fake him because i saw the trajectory that he was coming at me with Mm -hmm. i'm and i'm forced to flick then great as the goalie in this case so that we go back to the situation where I'm cutting off and Wabbits is in net. If I force this uh, attacker to flick, Wabbits better sure know that I'm going for this because he should also be inching up at this point, getting ready for that flick or mm-hmm. whatever that that the touch is. And then the second that ball is off their, their player's hood and I fly by because he beat me, which is literally my goal as the mm-hmm. challenge, great. Now Wabbits can clean up an easy play. And I, I, truthfully, that's where you see teams like G2 succeed because yes. they will set up he played just like that when they are, that's why their transition game is so good. So if Rizzo goes for the cutoff and doesn't win the challenge, often you're like, ah, and you just move on because nothing happened technically, mm-hmm. right? But it's so intentional and so strategic that when Chicago is sitting in net and that ball is flicked over, Chicago booms it to Rizzo, who has landed at Supersonic and is still making his way down downfield, maybe mm-hmm. grabbing a couple boost pads or a full canister on the way. And boom, we now have a transition from a technical one-on-one that just turned into a two-on-one going the other way, right? So yeah. it's a it's a, a disgustingly disgustingly effective way to play the game and i like if there's if there's anything that pisses me off more than a like the players who don't like rotate back post or those little <laughs> kind of common mistakes it's when people get faked in the neutral zone because that is a horrible horrible way to allow a one-on-one uh going back into your own end mm-hmm. so and that kind of also leads into uh uh just don't hard commit to things um as as a defender where Yes, you are, um, as a two-man, you are hard committing to forcing them to do something. But in that commitment, what you're doing or what you should be doing is making it so that your recovery, if, if you do get faked, is at least possible to get back for a, like a panic save. Because, um, mm-hmm. you know, going for, uh, for a you know, massive double jump where you end up landing on the, on the far wall, then it's just you've wasted all of your boost you're out of the play for like five seconds five ten seconds and that's an easy like two on one for whoever um or for the other team and you're just 
you can't do anything uh, because you've completely given up the goal. And I wanted to mention, um, I've been watching a fair bit of flakes uh, as I do. Um, <laughs> and he is like very much um, a, uh, a, I don't know, um, what's, what's the word? He, he's like very for fake challenging and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, like everybody knows that he doesn't challenge. Um, that's, that's like the kind of a, a joke in, in the pro scene where it's like Blake's doesn't challenge. So sometimes he'll challenge because nobody expects him to challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but the funny thing about like, or where I want to go with this is that a lot of times, um, his stuff will just be to not challenge, uh, badly. Right. Like he mentions, um, a while back, I don't think he's mentioned it again, not that I know, uh, that when he, he has a dribble play or possession or anything, um, then his entire goal is to force the uh, defender to do something without hard committing to something. And a hard commitment to him is even a jump or like a double jump is, is already over. Like if you're double jumping, you might as well pass um, because at the high, high grand champ, then the recoveries are so fast. Everybody's so good that it's like, if I don't fake this guy and I, I don't, you know, get a hard cut on the ball and then start up a dribble again, um, and force the defender to fly by then it's just, I don't get a goal. I don't get a one, one-on-one. I don't have any opportunity. And I just found that really interesting that it's like the, at the highest level, it's entirely about, um, not committing. <laughs> mm-hmm. If, yeah, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, and that's why, like, most of the people I work with tend to, like, I, I am a very, very similar boat um, to that world, right? Of that, like, I, uh, and so it's referencing, like, YouTube videos again. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, so I actually had a really, this is actually a kind of a funny story from, uh, actually, yeah, this is a part of my week in Rocket League as we, a little callback. Um, Haywood and I were playing twos early. Actually, I think it was right after we recorded the last podcast. <laughs> um and I was actively talking to him in this game about how he rushes too many challenges and he's just mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes a little fake challenge or just driving by works even better and you don't need to commit to anything. Yep. Um, and so we were winning. I, I remember we were winning four, three with about a minute left. And uh, one of their guys fake challenged me really, really well. And I, I like just stupidly threw the ball downfield and it rolled mm-hmm. into their corner, but I, I instantly obviously chase it down so that I, I'm not giving up too much possession. Yep. Um, and then, so again, he tries to fake challenge me or he, tra- he fakes the touch. And so that hoping that I like fly, buy it in like a panic mm-hmm. but obviously i'm i'm I, like i said i i like to think i'm quite good at not panicking for those kind of things so i like heavy hit the brakes and just sit right in front of him and then <laughs> he also just sits on the brakes because he's waiting for me to challenge but i'm also a <laughs> stubborn guy so i wait for him to challenge yep. and it was literally like 15 seconds of us just <laughs> staring at each other and the ball sitting completely flat in the corner with absolutely no movement waiting uh and the only the thing that made me laugh was that a it was right next to the his corner boost and i i had seen him use all his boost going on the way back mm-hmm. and i'd used all mine and so the boost came up and we both left the ball openly <laughs> rammed into each other to try to get the boost we both got it we both backed up to our previous sorry i got the boost we both backed up previous to our previous positions and sat in front of the ball 20 seconds <laughs> left in the game his teammate comes in and gets ready to hit the ball so then i like also tries to fake me but i try to like and so same thing i try to get into a better position so that he can't hit it away Ho- yep. he's hoping i flip by but i don't i hit the brakes <laughs> one of them types he's like what do we do now and so i say i was like i don't know and he's like okay gg and they forfeit and that was it and that, that was literally what it was you huge meme like like nothing actually uh strategic about that but mm-hmm. i thought that was just a like jarringly on the nose reference to me talking about the success and not challenging right because yeah. it literally came down to both of us just being so stubborn and not challenging that i we literally won the game <laughs> because i chose <laughs> not to throw myself at the ball um which is hilarious so um yeah just mm-hmm. a funny little like offshoot as well of showing the the value and actually not challenging because it is such a successful way to play the game so. yeah i absolutely love those scenarios where it's just sitting next to the ball being like hit hit it just just hit the ball <laughs> like mm-hmm. most players are saying that it's like because yeah and that's why i wish i had my comms man because i remember when i came up i literally like i can i'm i'm sure haywood could could agree i actively when i went up to this ball i was like hey and watch he's gonna fake me he's gonna fake me and then he didn't go and i was like <laughs> ha see and i like sit there waiting and i'm just wait and i was like i'm not gonna hit this ball haywood and he's like he's like do you want me to come and i was like no no i was like you stay back i was like we're gonna wait and we're just gonna wait here and we just stared at it for literally the last like minute and a half of the game that is beautiful. Um, which was hilarious. So, yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> I, I appreciate little, almost like community moments like that, right? Mm-hmm. Of just the respect. The small, um, that's and basically then I, like, like with a, a high, or a GC rule one. 
<laughs> literally that's exactly what it was it was both of us just tried to outsmart the other one and then yep. both of us being like oh this isn't gonna happen now i guess we're stuck <laughs> being stubborn and yeah we just waited so i was like hey we're getting net and stay back there i was like just in case this could go horribly <laughs> wrong but i was like i'm not gonna go anywhere so mm-hmm. yeah it made me laugh it's really funny it's on uh i think uh, if anyone wants to see I, I believe i could be wrong but i do think it was go blue mason's most recent um youtube thing i, mm-hmm. I could be wrong but uh definitely i'd recommend taking a peek yep definitely that actually is so funny i love those um i think we're we're probably good on challenging um basically to sum it up don't do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's great advice man. great advice just never challenge that's how you that's how you get good at rocket league um uh yeah i think we're good let's move on into uh rlcs mm-hmm yeah. Uh, so yeah, we, we chatted really quickly about it before, and so mm-hmm. I so I presented at a conference this weekend during the NA play, so I missed a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, Wabi said he also had to miss a little bit of it, and then I watched most of EU. I don't know. I, did you watch any EU or no? I think I watched one game max. <laughs> I like it was wait one game or one match match. Wait. Okay. Cool. I was like, I was like, set. <laughs> I prefer like set. set. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, the uh the eu was really boring for me this week i don't know what it was it was just super super boring and like we'll go through the results and everything but mm-hmm. um yeah i don't know it's like i i guess for me there wasn't really any big yeah upsets like per se and like the last two matches were really good the fcb reciprocity i knew that would be a fantastic mm-hmm. uh, series that one i watched very very closely um it was actually just reciprocity versus devo but which we'll get into <laughs> but um yeah no i was uh I was I was very bored with EU this week. If I if I can if I'm being honest, so I'm uh, I don't surprised. know where you want to start. Like just from that, looking at the the matchups, like that makes a lot of sense. Um, mm-hmm. A double uh, Veloce set against two of the lower, uh, little the two worst, yeah, teams, the two worst yeah. teams. Like <laughs> uh, not worst, worst, but, but yeah, because yeah. AS Monaco, but yeah, mm-hmm. I view Endpoint as a as a weak team uh, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you also keep in mind, like the only team they beat was AS Monaco, but they also swept mm-hmm. AS Monaco, so like Fair. AS Monaco is just rough. Yep. But yeah. I, I do think they're at, in the perfect position at seven. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, I would say seven eight. I'm not sure where, but yeah. Um, I will always think of TSM as a midpoint team. Um, mm-hmm. I will never give up on that, but it just breaks my heart how bad their shooting is because they mm-hmm. will dominate a game not score any goals because they're (laughs) shooting so bad and then they'll just like look like trash for the rest of the series because i guarantee they're all in their own heads after missing as many shots as they had yep um are we are we diving into you is that that we're happily let's go (laughs) okay um the my only big note was uh dig manages to stay on top of you i was surprised uh, by that i i was not i don't think i think people tend to overhype mouse just a little bit fair Um, i'm one of those people i (laughs) <laughs> I like I think they're like drastically overhyped um because if you actually like look at their record they've they've beat two bad teams and they've lost to two good teams so like they are exactly where they should be in my opinion but people tend to put them in this like upper echelon especially I've noticed on the reddit a lot there's like this upper echelon um and like don't get me wrong there is such a culture around that team of like you have Cooksey one of the like best EU players of all time you have Scrub Killer one of the best players of all time yep. you have Speed one of the best subs of all time is what <laughs> I'm always going to call him and the coach by Lef and uh, and so it's like it's a, it's an awesome roster to watch and especially for someone like myself where like I value the OGs over the new guys right mm-hmm. um and but I still don't think they're a very impressive roster like they i I don't think i don't think they make worlds uh at all uh i think they will like narrowly if they make it they'll be fourth like they will they will be the lower seed win of the regional tournament uh regional championship sorry and but if they don't i still think they come in as like fifth or sixth seed easily um because you look at any of the five teams above them man and all five are significantly better than most Uh, in my opinion and the four under them are significantly worse so uh i think mouse is in a very comfortable middle of the past yes. yeah i completely agree i feel like reciprocity might be iffy uh based on recent play but um there so reciprocity another one of my favorite teams right in uh in uh eu mm-hmm. i will say last week against veloce veloce just looks nutty like they i think they look very very good um this week against fcb it was literally like I, I cannot exaggerate more that it was the the Devo show. It was 
nuts watching mm-hmm. Devo play. I don't know. Do you see that he he set the record? I don't know if you saw that or not in one of his games. I, I did not, but I saw a whole bunch of people saying that Devo was the best defender in EU, which he, I found he so he set he set the record for most saves in a game uh, in RLCS. He had ten saves in one game, um, which is ridiculous because we I would say easily. 60 to 70 percent of rlcs games don't even have 10 saves for a team uh and like oh my gosh like reciprocity i thought looked fantastic other than game one and devo just hard hard carried games two three and four so uh if if flakes can stay and flakes also scored an absolutely gross musty flick i will also add that that in um if flakes can stay offensively powerful if devo can continue to be a wall fcb would have absolutely no problem being one of the best teams in europe and in the world but the issue is just relying on that type of kind of inconsistency. So like when they played against RV, um, Flakes was not remotely offensively talented and Devo struggled on D. Um, they're, they're not going to quite do it. But I will say I see a very, they're a very comfortable like top three I would put them at. Um, but I will say just in general, EU is just disgusting because Dignitas, Veloce, RV, FCB, Reciprocity, and I, I will throw Mouse in there are all just very, very good teams. Yeah. All of which could take matches off of each other at any time. Proven <laughs> purely by the fact that RV lost the singularity and is still... <laughs> Uh, beating teams like fcb so um yeah it's it is interesting so as my i where i found the day boring i think he was a very interesting league right now for sure 100 percent. So. i fully agree with that um mm-hmm. like it's just com- most of the games i feel like are very much just up in the air um yeah and that's kind of the funny thing about uh the uh justin's challenge where if you can guess every single um, or every single set correctly and set score, then you know you get a big prize pool. Um, or not, Justin? It's, uh, who? Uh, I, I didn't even. What is this? I've never even heard of this. Oh, Jesse. I, I think. I think it's Jesse. Oh, Jesse's. Yeah, Jesse had did something. Yes, you're right. I yeah. do remember reading that. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's been doing that, and it's just like it's kind. It's up in the air. Like nobody can really uh, get all of it on without a, a fair bit of luck. <laughs> like you can look at all the teams and be like okay this team should be this and this is this but like it depends on the day it depends on a uh, little bit of play style differences it depends on so much that's like you are so much is up in the air and it's just it's really interesting to look at the results but it is like i feel like eu does play a fairly um not fun style like very defensive uh kind of oh ones breakout like the rv of last year right uh, but that's also where I struggle because like I, as a strategist myself, like I love that play style. Like I could watch, I, I eat that play style up. Like I, I really, really adore it. I think for me, why I struggled was kind of what you threw out uh, with this week in particular was like Veloce Singularity, barely watched that game. Cause I knew the outcome. Yep. Um, RVA, like AS Monaco barely watched the series. Cause I knew that outcome. I will say, when I saw AS Monaco win game three, cause I was watching passively mm-hmm. and RVB held the scoreless. I was like, Ooh, and then RV came out flying in game four and I was like, ah, okay. And yeah. then went back to kind of boring watching. I look at Veloce and point and I'm like, yep, I'll know this outcome. And yeah. then I obviously watched, uh, I watched the next three games very closely. Um, but F- like I said, FCB reciprocity didn't really feel like classic rocket league. Like it did feel a bit like a carry. Um, and even reciprocity, but reciprocity also looked messy. Like, like they missed a lot of shots, like which mm-hmm. didn't make it enjoyable for me. TSM AS Monka was one of the worst matches I think I've watched in a long time. For some people would disagree with me because the score lines were incredible, but like the offense was just horrid literally the two worst offensive teams in eu battling it out um so it was it i thought it was a very very messy game for a tsm tsm team that i adore mm-hmm. um and then dick house mouse was a phenomenal series it was a really really good series um i remember i was a little pissed at the end of game two um, sorry, no, it was at the game three, end of game three when Dignitas won an OT. Um, I don't remember who was casting. Whoever was casting was like, well, we know like Dignitas has a talent for like reverse sweeping when they reverse swept last year in their best of seven game, or sorry, last season in the rest of seven series. Um, and in my head, I'm like, I don't think like being good at reverse sweeping is a skill. Like, I think it's just like, not lucky like i'd never want to take away from river sweep because it takes a lot of heart and 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 passion but um it's like i don't i don't think that i don't think it's a thing you can be good at in my head like i don't know if i'm just being disrespectful but like and i know someone like verge would absolutely hate me saying this because he's the king of inspiring uh reverse sweeps but i just thought that was a weird comment for me like a very very weird comment like with all three games in that series going to ot and the other two being one goal games it's like 
I, I don't think that Dig was like, yep, we're going to reverse sweep because we're better at reverse sweeping. Like, no, I, I just think that it was a very close series nonetheless. So um, that mouse could not close out for the life of them. So uh, yeah, regardless, uh, the OT, uh, the mouse Dig OT in game five was a great OT, almost five minutes long. Uh, really, really good back and forth. A lot of missed shots, like a lot, a lot of missed shots. Cooks here specifically was shooting like trash throughout that series in my opinion but um the ending was a really really good match so. i find that that happens a lot in game fives people just start panicking yeah. and missing shots especially if it's mm-hmm. overtime um but i you do have to give dig credit uh that they don't lose mentality like it's true 100 100 yeah in a reverse sweep scenario and a lot of teams do um and it's so hard and that's the, that's the one thing that like i think maybe that maybe that's what it was maybe the wording just kind of got me where it's like we know that they're good at reverse sweeping like i don't think anyone's good at reverse sweeping i'm i'm more like i i'm completely with you in saying that i think dignitas most likely a lot through verge and through him like really working with them has built a phenomenal winning mentality of a like literally until the not it's funny i was gonna say literally until the clock strikes zero but that's not the case it's until that ball touches the ground that they are going to be hands down one of the best teams that we we can see in terms of that winning mentality which is really cool um but yeah continuing with that in general i guess for me overall looking at the series i sorry at the the day in general i i feel bad in saying that i was bored like i i never want to say i'm bored watching rocket league because i i just adore watching rocket league like it, it makes me really happy and it um it's a big thing that has kept me with this game for so long is that i when i played it if someone told me that it was esports ready, I would have laughed at their face. But I will say that esports has really kept me on. So saying it's boring breaks my heart. But nonetheless, I, I think I'm more than happy to uh, like admit that EU is is really really getting exciting, despite this just being a lot of games back and forth. So, yes, yeah, mm-hmm. that is pretty good. I think that's good for EU. Uh, Want to move on to NA? Let's do it. Okay, uh, so like we said, not or neither of us really watched any of the games here. I don't think, except for hey, so I, I did catch the later half, like, yeah. uh, but uh, I missed a little bit throughout the day. Yeah. So, um, so just looking at the uh, the standings, kind of expected. I do have to say, Sonics, uh, kind of. I love it. Impressed by it. Yep. Um, I love it. Actually, like, buddy, they're a top four team. They're usually like, a top they're, four they're team. Doing, they're doing amazing. Like, I, I'm saying, impressed. Like overall. Um, cause I didn't expect them co- coming in to be, uh, to be a team that's like something to be reckoned with. Right. But they've yeah. actually been doing amazing overall. And literally with me saying, like, I like the OG players, right? Like, like I live for this. Like I've been cheering for them all season and, uh, that I love, I like absolutely love, love, love that the two orgs that came in last year from RLRS and United and PK are in the middle of the pack. So like you can see that they've, they've steadily secured like a good RLCS spot, right? Like, like mm-hmm. they're, they're comfortable. Um, then we have the two new RLRS teams from this season coming in with the addition of 10 uh, mm-hmm. flight and Sonics that now we have flight being absolutely horrid um, yep. and uh, not as bad as a in my opinion. I think they do put up fights sure. um, and they easily could have taken at least one series thus far. Um, and should have, in my opinion. Um, but uh, you have flight at the bottom, and Sonic's absolutely cruising at the top right now. They're like the PK from last season, so it's a lot. They're so much fun to watch, and I like. I, I absolutely love seeing how well they're doing. That was the one series that I had to go back and watch, just because when I'd heard that they won, I was like, "Ooh, I gotta go watch this and, and see how it yep. went." So. Actually, amazing! Super proud of them. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, excited to see them, especially against PK, because that'll be kind of fun. Um, I don't know how their play styles will match up, but it might be kind of a fun watch if pk is mm-hmm. good um and then the, the other big storyline being the cloud 9 g2 game exactly yeah. that's what i was about to get mm-hmm. to <laughs> where it's just cloud ninth place uh sadly <laughs> yeah yeah uh, it's hey, hard. Yeah. They, I don't think they'll be ninth. I think that's, I think that's wrong. I know that's the meme one, but yeah, I don't think they'll be ninth. Um, I think Rogue just looks way too rough uh, yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and it's funny saying in saying that how Rogue actually beat C nine in week two. But um, that this was, funnily enough, the first week that I felt like Squishy wasn't hard carrying from when I was watching uh, when I when I did get to catch it. Nice. Um, Torment and Gimmick looked a little better and squishy didn't look as good meaning oh. that uh, just good g2 team will walk all over them was, yeah. <laughs> was basically how i pulled that one um but no like in there in their one uh, game one in, in game three i actually thought gim and tor looked really good and i was super impressed with them so um i'm hoping this could maybe be a little wake-up call as they get into a very very tough uh next couple weeks so yeah uh, we will see so they they've literally finished the level bottom of the barrel team so they're gonna have to figure something out now yeah um but uh yeah poor c9 
they have all of the top four teams left, I think. Um, is that well? Yes, they have. They have SSG. Yep, they do. You're right. You got and go. Uh, they, okay. they just well, they just did. So not counting G two. Yeah. So then, then uh, they have uh, Ghost and uh, Sonics. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that'll be a scary run. Um, I do think. Does Rogue have an easier run? Uh, I'm just looking through it right now. They still have to face Flight. So they have Ghost. They have PK. Both mm-hmm. of which will probably be losses. They'll probably beat Flight, and then yep. SSG is, is also most likely. I would think a loss. Yep. Um, so yep. unless they wake up, maybe next week if they have a good series against Ghost, I think they really need to wake up. Yep. Honestly, I think Rogue. So Rogue and C9 next week is their big. Or this upcoming week, sorry, is their big turning week. Right? They need to mm-hmm. both both against teams that are decent NA teams, but not by any means like top NA teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so both Rogue and, and C9 might need to uh, pull out something big uh, here and see if they can turn it around. Yep, that is kind of exactly what I'm I'm thinking. Um, Rogue will have an easier time, and we'll see how those two end up. It's kind of a battle for second last place, um, which will be interesting um, just to watch. You just can't be last, right? That's that's it exactly. uh, nowadays, which I love in RLCS. Like I like <laughs> that that league play means a little more now, right? Of that, yep. it's like if you're last, like bye bye, like mm-hmm. not even a question. And so I and I appreciate that. It's funnily enough, we everyone's been pushing, saying like there's at least ten good teams in uh, in what's it called NANEU, mm-hmm. but it's we're we're still very clearly seeing that like there's definitely ten decent teams, but mm-hmm. there's always one that's pretty weak in both NANEU right now. Yes. So I actually do like this whole. 10 instant relegation so mm-hmm. it's kind of a perfect system as where we're standing right now because it just it punishes the people who don't deserve them to be there and they're very uh or every season so far there has been one team that does not at all deserve to be there um yep. but it also doesn't really or it has the same punishments for those who aren't great and more rewards i think for those who are really good is that correct yes yeah yeah so i really like this uh this new system it's a lot of fun to watch has actual meaning it's fun um yeah you have anything else to say no not truthfully not too much i'm uh man like i'm just really excited for this whole um for the like regional playoffs this time around for both regions because they i know we have tons of league play left but uh it just like as the set like as these standards are starting to settle out a bit more right like as we're starting to see like flight is not probably like is literally not passing eight at this point <laughs> yeah. um and the but then when you look at like the top like will g2 hold the top and you go to eu same thing you use even tighter in the upper end right and so it's like <laughs> i i'm very very excited for the regional playoffs because i think it's going to be very very messy uh and we're gonna it's gonna be very interesting to see who pulls it out and with that meaning more than ever now whereas previously i found getting that one and two spot didn't mean as much to me right of that mm-hmm. uh it's like yes you auto qualify for worlds but like it's like eh, like still the, like, especially in na when you have your big three like you you kind of guarantee the whichever third of the big three was mm-hmm. still gonna make it in yeah. i love that we're at a spot now where it's like if you don't get that one or two like you are fighting for your next spot right like if you get five or six man like it's a grind to mm-hmm. get into the into worlds so i'm very very excited to for uh towards the end of the season as we keep settling out a series and everything mm-hmm. i completely agree um i don't this is just kind of a random offhanded question that you could completely ignore um do, do like have you heard of anything in the rlrs for the promotional playoffs of who might be coming up like in terms of like NA and like yeah. you, like RLRS, you mean? Um, I've only really, like I, I've semi-followed uh, the uh, NA, like RLRS. I really don't even look, like I, I struggle to even follow EU or RLCS in general. Yep. So I really struggle with following um, the uh, RLRS. Uh, but I will say that I haven't been overly surprised uh with the teams that have been doing well uh and i'm very happy to say that uh as of right now charlotte phoenix hasn't been looking very good so i'm, I'm pretty happy <laughs> to say that uh and pretty good uh, there my only my, my hands on my biggest disappointment in in general right now is that um what's it called uh, 72 mid connector has been looking pretty rough so i was hoping um 
what's it called jacob could make his way in because i still follow his like when he streams and tweets everything and so he's the main thing who's kind of kept me on um but uh yeah it's right now so it's uh stromboli and uh omni nation are the two like big ones um stromboli particularly looking amazing i caught two of their games and they look really really good jay powell's a phenomenal player so i i wouldn't be mad at all seeing him up in uh, rlcs um but uh, with omni nation uh jordan was actually someone who has played in a bunch of tournaments that i've actually played in as well um so i he's uh yeah he's a young boy but uh, <laughs> he's played in some tournaments that i've uh, participated in i don't think i've he's been in a land that i've been at but i followed his like quote career a little bit so also yes. cool to see, see him doing really well so yeah cool okay there's a little bit of rlrs uh and then uh, the one thing I will bring up, just because Jared and I were talking about it on Mechanically Mediocre yep. uh, when we were going through the Olympics uh, in general, uh, is just to throw a little Oceana back in the mix. Uh, our favorite, most people's favorite Oceana boys all came together for a big team. I don't know if you know that or not this year, mm-hmm. but Cringe Society with Torsos, Drippy, and Spy Doge, with Jake as their sub. Uh, they are absolutely killing it in uh the oce rlcs so far they haven't even lost a game yet oh, they're six and oh with uh, the two and oh match score mm-hmm. um so they're doing great and uh hoping to see them back up in uh rlcs world final soon so mm-hmm. uh, i'm very happy that they're doing really well so yeah it's pretty funny we have uh i think three or four teams now across all four regions that are like top of the regions without like logos or orgs or anything, just because it's a bunch of like good players who are like, yeah, let's just play together and are doing really well. So, yeah, I actually love that. Like I, I don't, but it's really good to get more, uh, more representation, more opportunities for smaller orgs. You got it. Yeah. Which is cool. So even other bigger orgs to come back in. Or, yeah, that's what I love, right? Is like we have so you have like Torsos, Trippe, and Spy Doge, and Jake, who have all played for a co- most of the big orgs in OCE, mm-hmm. most of which have actually stayed in OCE, which is hilarious, right? So like Renegades are still here with Kami, Siki, CJ, CJ, and Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Canterbury Havoc is still here, right? With Walcott, Leduck, and Tango. Ground Zero is still here with Jules, Express, and Decca. Mm-hmm. Like all these big orgs are still here, but then you have some of the easily some of the best players in uh in oce between drippe and torsos mm-hmm. playing together without any work at all which is really funny so yeah. so we'll hope that you know what honestly all of the ones who are uh just kind of chilling without an org gets picked up because like they really do deserve it um but we'll see what happens when it happens that'll probably be after league play in all guesses um yeah i think we're good sweet Let's go. Okay. Uh, this has been the ASAP Weekly Rocket League podcast. Um, thanks for joining me and Combo in this one. Uh, and we will. Flashlocks. Flashlocks. We'll see you all uh, next week. Bye. Bye.